Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is still Dan Saracini, and joining me once again via Skype after our summer hiatus is my good friend Michael Leboff. Uh, Mike, how, how has your summer been? It's been good. I uh, it was nice not having to you know deal with hockey every night and stuff like that. So the World Cup was fun. Uh, um, I actually hit a great bet during the World Cup. I had Luka Modric hundred to one to win Player of the Tournament, and he did. So that was wow. great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I mean, it was it was it was good. It was it was kind of uh, hectic, but that's I guess how what happens when you hit like our age in the summer. <laughs> yeah, I would I would describe mine as hectic too. Good, but just uh, I feel like every weekend was a different thing that had to be done, and some of those things were more fun than others. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was definitely pretty hectic. Um, after our Last episode, which we're going to talk a lot about in a few minutes, um, I went on vacation. Like a couple of days later, I was on a cruise ship, and it was probably the best place for me to be uh, after all, <laughs> all that we went through and uh, and that particular episode. You, you went away too, right? I think you went away like that yeah. the next day. So I think I it, um, it worked out for both of us <laughs> that we just you know dropped the mic and just ran off and just did whatever and then you know, kind of reconnected with our humanity. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it was uh, it was funny. The time, like that, just that timing was funny, and yeah. um, I, I ended up, you know, hearing a little bit about the whole situation from people who are kind of out of out of the Islanders echo chamber, and um, it was kind of refreshing to hear people from outside give you know two cents and kind of feel bad for us and um but then once you know once that once i got back from vacation uh, i kind of felt like you know i was ready to move on in a i'm not ready i'm not ready to move on but but <laughs> I, I was i was closer to being ready to move on yeah i think um you know that's going to be kind of a theme going forward um and uh i you know not only for us you and i personally in this podcast but you know for the for the franchise and you know, it's funny. It's going to be one of those things where it'll just happen, and, and we don't. It'll you'll know it when it happens <laughs> that you've moved on, and that's it. Um, but until that that happens, people are going to keep telling you to move on, and and you'll be like, well, I have moved on. But they're going to be saying, no, no, really, you need to move on, and you're like, no, I really have. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that, I mean, that's as good a place to start uh, as any. You know, the, the concept where we left off and and the idea of moving on. Um, you know. Last time on Islanders Anxiety, um, which was July second, July first. Um, yeah, that was yeah. the season three, season three finale or season two, season, season three. Two. No, season, season two, three, three, two, <laughs> something like that. They all blended together. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we yeah we uh, like an hour after uh, John Tavares put pen to paper with the Maple Leafs, we we got together and. Your text message to me was, let's just get this over with. And we just got it over with. And uh, we sat down and we hashed it out. And I listened to that again on the way home today for the first time since we recorded it. And I'm proud to say that I would not change a word of it. I think everything that we said um, still applies. Although I am disappointed in the audio quality. That was the one day that my microphone decided to stop working. Um, but uh, hopefully it's working right now. But, um, you know, I think the quality and, and the the content is there and, and I still feel a lot of those same feelings. Um, a funny thing happened though, you know, that was a long time ago and, and during the summer months, you know, nobody expects hockey content to be on the forefront of people's minds. Like, you know, our, our blog does less traffic. Everybody's blogs do less traffic. Uh, you know, you're really just not thinking about it. You're out mowing the lawn or you're out on vacation or whatever. Nobody's really sitting around thinking about hockey, but, um, but that podcast did a lot of traffic <laughs> throughout the summer, and I have absolutely no idea why. Um, I don't know if it was people mistakenly clicking on it when they were scrolling down to the bottom of Lighthouse Hockey articles. I don't know if it was like Leafs fans getting off on the misery of Islanders fans. It's possible. I don't know if it was you know metrics lying to me, which is always possible. But um, but it did pretty well. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I know I left here, and we joked about it actually on the podcast, like. I didn't expect – I didn't know if we were even going to be back here in September talking about <laughs> this hockey team and where we were going to go from here. But but here we are, and I'm, I'm glad we are. But this was not – me sitting here talking to you right now was definitely not a foregone conclusion on July 1st. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I got a couple of text messages from people afterwards saying, you know, just basically apologizing and uh, – <laughs> Just and and basically asking that, like you know, what's going to happen to the to the podcast and stuff. And and I was always, you know, relatively confident we'd 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 be back. And um, you know, I'm and I'm thrilled to be back. Obviously, and uh, we love doing this. So 
it's it's obviously like we say we're moving on to like a different subject i felt like all, the entire third or second whatever season it was last season was all about uh Tavares. and so it'll be kind of nice to be freed from that chain mm. those chains and and talk about you know other stuff and and uh hopefully the the podcast will um kind of grow as a result yeah um i'm glad you brought that up because um i i wanted to get to that um it, it is going to change, but it's going to change in a way that people have been asking us about pretty much since we started doing this. Um, you and I spoke – look, I, we spoke about it. I actually looked over the Islander schedule to make sure we can do this, made sure to check with my wife <laughs> um, that it was okay, uh, made sure to – you know, I talked it over with Dom about maybe sort of writing a little bit less and doing the podcast a lot more. And so um, we're going to go weekly this season. Um, we're going to go every week. Uh, we're going to record on Wednesdays for the most part, and I'll post it you know, right after we're done talking and I'm done editing, and then the blog post will go up the next day. Um, there are, I think, six or seven Wednesdays in which the Islanders actually play games. So the other Wednesdays will be great. We'll be able to talk and not have a game in the way. And the weeks where they do play on Wednesdays, well, we'll figure something out. Either we'll go on Tuesday or Thursday or whatever it is. But um, people have been asking for it. Here it is. We're going to go weekly. Um, unfortunately this year, uh, Brian Compton was uh, told by his bosses at the NHL that he couldn't really do his, uh, I'll see podcast anymore. So we lost that at least for now. I don't know if Mike uh, is going to come back and do a different version of it. We'll have to see. Hopefully he does. But, um, you know, there's a bunch of Islanders podcasts out there. Nolan and Dan are going to hopefully come back. I spoke with Noel the other day and they're trying to work out some schedule stuff too. I love hearing those guys talk on Isles buzz. So, you know, there, there will be a wealth of options for an Islanders podcast listener, um, outside of that, I don't think the content is going to change much. We're still, I still assume that we are going to be, quote, very amateur fans complaining that don't have a full grasp of how hockey operation work. That was uh, a review that was left on iTunes uh, for us, which I can't say is wrong. That's uh, totally accurate. That's honestly a perfect slogan for <laughs> what, what we do here. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, although I would add some punctuation. But there you go. So I expect this to still be that. I expect this to still be hanging out and talking about old Islanders and new Islanders and such. But we're just going to be doing it every week. So there you go. So if you like us, there's going to be more of us. If you don't like us, well, you'll just have to keep ignoring us once a week now as opposed to every other week. Uh, <laughs> so so there's that. Um, you know, the other thing, too, I thought about uh, this summer was, and I'm going to beat this word to death, I'm sure, over the next whatever, however long, but I'm kind of recalibrating my own fandom. Um, what you said was 100% correct. Like, we both, and myself included especially, you know, we, we kind of focused on a lot of the same thing over the last year or so, the Tavares stuff especially. Um, and then, you know, like the Doug Waite, you know, is Doug Waite a good coach? Can they pull this off? Are they ever going to, like, you know, learn how to stop giving up goals by the bushel? Um, and I've a couple of things I came up with were, one, I need to kind of recalibrate where – what I expect for the Islanders to be like, you know, before this, it was like, well, obviously I hope for them to win the Stanley cup and, you know, be, be a, you know, get in the playoffs and make noise and all that stuff. Those, those kind of hopes have all disappeared. Obviously they're still there, but I can't rightfully sit here and say, I think the Islanders are going to be a playoff team and are going to win the Stanley cup. We'll probably talk about that in a little while too. Um, so I had to recalibrate myself too, but the big thing was I, I kind of felt for myself that, I had gotten so lost in the noise, particularly with the Tavares stuff and my, the Tavares encyclopedia obviously took up a lot of time that I feel like I haven't really watched any games. Like I really, especially the last half of last season, 
I don't remember a single game I watched. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so funny you say that. I was walking down the street on the way home from work to Penn today, and I was thinking, I wonder what like I was trying to pick out a game that I remember, mm-hmm. and I remember one game, and I didn't even watch it, but I just remember hearing about it. Yeah. That one. I remember one time the Islanders and the Red Wings played last year, and it was a crazy game. And yeah. that's basically it right. <laughs> of like on ice stuff that I actually remember. Yeah, and that's I, and it's probably like a subconscious thing that I've blocked it out because it's not doing me any good. But yeah, okay. it's yeah. funny you brought that up. I remember the last game of the season. That was it. Uh, as far as like, yeah, I remember watching this, and like I can you know remember moments of it. But that was it. And it, you know, I was reading something, and this I. You know, I thought about this, and it actually drove the point home a couple weeks ago when uh, on on Lighthouse Hockey there was a great article by uh, Spiz uh, and uh, Travis, and they combined to write this article about Tanner Fritz and whether or not you know Tanner Fritz was a, a viable option for the Islanders on the fourth line. And I'm reading this article, and it's very in depth about a guy who you know came up late last season. Nobody's saying he's going to be an All Star, but maybe he's like could be a regular you know third or fourth line player for the Islanders. And it occurred to me. I know who this is. This person is, and I know he's an Islander, but I don't remember seeing him play any of these games. <laughs> and they got video of him like laying out and blocking <laughs> shots and scoring goals. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. And it occurred to me like, oh, my God, I've been sitting here talking about hockey when I actually haven't been watching any of the damn hockey. Like, what's the whole point of all this? If I'm not going to watch the sport and enjoy it the way that got me here in the first place. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't think we're alone in that no. too. You know, I, I think I think everyone has been watching these games with a very like with a ticking clock in their right, head, yeah. and 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 it's just like this onus on our shoulders. And yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be weird watching without that. Right. So uh, one of the things I did was I canceled my Game Center Live account. Uh, I had it for a few years. I can't imagine I'm going to sit there and watch you know Oilers Sharks or whatever you know at ten o'clock at night on a on a Tuesday. Um, and I also don't, frankly, plan on giving the NHL any more of my money so that they can pretend that John Tavares never played for the Islanders. Like, I'm not really in- interested in doing that. Um, there's games on NBC and NBCSN and you know, all over the place. So it's not like- Yeah, the Blackhawks. You can watch yeah. the Blackhawks every week. <laughs> every Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals game will definitely be on NBCSN uh, along with the Blackhawks. Um, so it's not like I'm never going to watch anybody but the Islanders. And obviously we got the Devils here. And I think it's safe for me to watch the Rangers now because I don't think yeah, they're going was- <laughs> to win much lately. I don't know. We'll see. But um, at least for this season. Um, but I want to actually sit back and, and watch games and not like worry about, you know, making funny jokes on Twitter or, you know, what am I going to write about the next day? Or God forbid, you know, Tavares says something or somebody says something about him. Then I got to take time out of my day and like clip it and talk about it and the whole thing. Um, I just want to sit and watch games and just see what's going on and just enjoy it. You know, that, so that's kind of where I'm I'm going for this season. And I don't know if that's going to change it, stuff. No, it, it all sounds great, except I can promise you, you we're, we're not going to enjoy it. Because once, <laughs> once, the, once, once the puck drops, you know, all these delusions of grandeur right. come crashing down on the first bad outlet pass. <laughs> or the first five-game losing streak or something like that, yeah. Um, so, um, so, you know, to that end, uh, if anybody has followed me on Twitter for a while, uh, you may have noticed that I have not, uh, tweeted anything since July 2nd <laughs> and I don't plan on tweeting anything anytime soon. Uh, I've stepped away from that, uh, culture of losing account. It's still there because if I delete it, then I lose that awesome name and I don't plan on doing that. So it's still there. Um, and I can't, you know, I'm never going to say never, but I, I've, for all intents and purposes, walked away from that account. I do have another Twitter account where I keep a very small list of, 
of Islanders follows um, or, uh, you know, it's, it's not follows. They're just kind of in a list so I can kind of keep up with what's going on. You could probably assume who they are. Um, so I can keep abreast of what's happening. But generally speaking, that account is non-hockey. It's other stuff. In fact, the only two sports sites I follow on there are the three, three sports sites I follow. I guess AP Sports, where I used to work. SB Nation, where we, we currently kind of work for, and uh, Deadspin, which is Deadspin, obviously. So that's it. And I'm going to try and make a go of it in this sort of Spartan, bare bones, <laughs> actually watching <laughs> hockey existence. And like you said, Be- we'll see how long it goes. Best of luck. Thanks. <laughs> you know, getting back to what this podcast is going to be going forward, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't plan on talking about John Tavares and going out of my way to talk about him. He's going to come up, obviously, a couple of times. They're going to play eventually, and it's going to be a nightmare and a circus and a shit show, I'm sure. Um, but, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, well, you know, he's got – he's already got 15 goals, and it's not even Thanksgiving. Like, I'm not going to start doing that because I don't care. And, and yeah, I hope I hope that's – you know, that's that's kind of how I've been, you know, in, in my normal life. I keep breaking that rule still, but <laughs> hope, hopefully I get better at it yeah. and, and, and hopefully – you know, you can help me. You know, or or, or our our producer can get in our ear, my our ear and say, you know, yeah, you're getting you're getting off the rails about Tavares again. I think that's that's going to be Jimmy the dog's job to keep you on, yeah. on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, uh, by the way, if if anybody is kind of feeling the same way we are, uh, I found out that if you don't follow hockey people, nobody talks about hockey. Like that's kind of a funny thing. Like even just those three sports sites I mentioned. They don't talk about hockey. I think Deadspin had like one article on Alex Ovechkin, you know, drinking his uh, weight in in uh, beer out of the Stanley Cup every day this summer. So that was about it. But other than that, if you don't follow hockey people, hockey almost doesn't even happen, which is really great. Uh, you know, I'm kind of using that to my advantage. Um, <laughs> so we're so we're not going to go out of our way to talk about Tavares again. He's going to come up, but we're not going to like you know just kind of constantly compare uh, stuff to him. However, that being said, and I promise we're all going to talk about Islander stuff soon. So. If you don't want to hear this, hang on, I promise. Um, there is something I need to get off my chest, and it's really been bothering me. Um, and other people have alluded to this. There has been a definite concerted effort on the part of a few people, definitely on the part of John Tavares himself, definitely on the part of Pat Brisson, John Tavares' agent, and definitely on the part of journalists, a lot of whom now cover John Tavares on a daily basis from you know their hometown or whatever, to make sure that we know that his decision to leave the Islanders was really tough. It was a really tough decision. It was the hardest decision he's ever made. He had a breakdown by the pool. His wife had to console him. Uh, you know, he's very attached to the team. He wanted to stay. It was very tough. And he, he, you know, really tore him apart and blah, 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 all this other stuff. Here is my message. Not that they're listening, but here is my message to the people working very, very hard to relay that message outside of those three groups that I just named. It doesn't matter. It does. None of this matters. Take it from me. The guy who spent two years <laughs> clipping and collecting <laughs> and, and scrapbooking every single proclamation of loyalty that this guy made over the last two years. None of it matters. None of it ever mattered. I mean, if it mattered, he would have stayed like it, it certainly matters to John Tavares who, you know, I'm sure would like people to stop burning his jersey. And he, he definitely knows. We talked about this on the last show, too. He definitely knows what the perception of the Islanders is around the hockey world. And so he might be trying to leave 
without a guilty conscience by saying, yeah, I left, but, you know, I, I loved it there. And so, as, as our friend Jenny put it at Lighthouse Hockey, he's giving us the it's not you, it's me routine. And it's, nobody's really buying it, dude. Like, nobody buys the it's not you, it's me. It was, it was us. We get it. It was us. <laughs> um, you know, it obviously makes sense for Pat Brisson because he's got to do business with the Islanders again at some point for some clients of his. So he's not going to burn that bridge. He's not stupid. And it certainly makes sense for the journalists to push this idea because, A, it's an easy story. And, B, again, I like to think, although I don't think this is actually true, but I would like to think in a perfect world, after shitting on the Islanders for two years to bring about this exact outcome, maybe they feel a pang of guilt as well. Like, maybe we were a little rough on these guys. <laughs> and maybe by, by you know, drilling this whole thing that, oh, he really loved it there and it was really hard for him to leave and he grew up there and blah, blah, blah that, you know, they would make, make feel a little better about it. But again, I don't. My whole thing is this has become like its own sort of industry now. And it hasn't taken that long. And hopefully, I mean, eventually it will subside. But it's just, it's incredibly annoying. And, and I don't see what, like, whether or not, however you feel about the whole Tavares thing, whether like you are pissed off about it and still mad and wish nothing but ill will upon him and his family, or you've moved on and you don't care, you know, and you're, and you're ready to go. Like, it's not going to change anybody's thought process. Like, it's not going to, this isn't going to change anybody's mind. It's like, well, I hated this guy, but, oh, he, he had a hard time leaving. Well, now I like him. Like, that's, that's just <laughs> not going to happen. So yeah. we can stop this all right now, but I, it's not going to happen, but I really, really wish it stopped right now. Yeah, it's, it's funny too. I remember just thinking about these journalists and one of them in particular, you know, whatever, it was James Myrtle. He, <laughs> he, he put, he put out, um, He's, he tweeted out like, oh, I can sense that, you know, there's going to be a rivalry born between the Maple Leafs and the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. And I just – yeah. Like if, <laughs> if first of all, this is just goes to show you how little like these people have paid attention to like the who the Islanders are. Like I hate – I've hated the Maple Leafs for <laughs> better part of my life now because of – I watched right. Darcy Tucker blow Michael Pekka's knees out when Pretty I was much. obsessed with Michael Pekka. Yeah. And, you know, like this isn't this isn't like a new thing for us. And it just goes to show you like the level of ignorance that these guys have for for the Islanders in general and and teams that aren't the Toronto Maple Leafs that like they wouldn't know. Like there's a dude who puts these like videos up uh, that Steve Dangle guy. I'm like, I'm sure that he, he, you know, his his memory of that series is very different from what like what the Islanders were just because that's the big fish and the little fish syndrome like Islanders fans have always hated the Maple Leafs and now that we 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 hate them I don't know the best way to put it <laughs> and, and and they've now become you know enemy number one you were talking about the Rangers before like I've almost made peace with some Ranger fr- fan friends like dude if, if you guys knock John Tavares out of the playoffs <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That'd be like, awesome. I w- yeah, exactly. Like this is a, it's like a very different weird thing. And, 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 yeah. and like, I would never think I would say that no. before, before this whole thing happened. And it's because of the stuff like you just mentioned that every step they've taken to quote unquote, pat the Islanders on the back with the, it's not you, it's me thing. It's has made it worse yeah. and has made me hate them more and has made <laughs> like, it's like Darcy Tucker low bridging Michael Pekka a gazillion times a day. Right. That's how it is. Like right. I, I, my knees are completely wiped because of what they've done. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. I hate, I, I hate them all. And I wish I could never hear from them again, but you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I feel the same way about that series. I, I can't look at that team without thinking of that series first 
and still you know, to the, this day. The, the thing that evokes the memory for me the most is like their shoulder logo with like the T and the M and yeah. the L. For some reason, that whenever I see that logo, I see Darcy Tucker's stupid face, <laughs> and I just want—I don't want to punch somebody. <laughs> but beyond just that, like I think the Leafs in particular, and and it's tied to the journalists as well. Like they kind of represent that you know the 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 center of the hockey universe for lack of a better phrase that looks has always looked down upon the islanders even when the islanders were winning stanley cups like it was never about the islanders it was always about you know lanny mcdonald or you know the the oilers obviously you know they had reason to be about the oilers but you know it's the islanders never got their due those dynasty guys will tell you that they never got their due even in their own market like you know they were always talking about oh the rangers are going to break the curse meanwhile the islanders have won three or four stanley cups in a row like that's always been that way. So I think the Leafs have always represented that that sort of place. But now, you know, that they're good. And again, like we said on the, you know, the podcast a while back, like we totally understand why John Tavares would leave the Islanders for a better team. Like we, we don't get we get it. Like it's somewhere that's stupid. We understand that. But it's like how he left that that sticks in the craw and it still is bothersome and still is it's going to be tough to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, and but- like you said, he, he understands what the Islanders represent. So this is like. John Tavares is a guy who had a barber on Long Island. He had a favorite deli on Long Island. Like he, he was like all those people now hate him. Yeah. Like this, like because because he's like, like think about that. Like that's not if you're playing in a market like Toronto. Sure, you have like people like that. I'm sure, but like it's very different here. Like there were people who were. I'm sure he lived on like the North Shore somewhere that were like, oh yeah, like John Tavares comes in here every day to get his bagel and coffee, and and now they hate him. <laughs> yeah, and and you know the thing I'm least looking forward to is that first game when on Long Island or, you know, in Brooklyn, I guess, where it's going to be a nightmare. Like uh, people are going to be throwing stuff on the ice. They're going to be booing him. And, and all we're going to read is from these journalists that are going to be like, why are they booing him? He spent nine years there and he was their captain. I don't understand why they don't love him. It's because he left. It's because he left. <laughs> That's why. That's and why you know they're going to be because he left. Like, there's, I, like, like, you know, it's not right or hmm. To throw things at anyone, whatever. But like, if 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 you're gonna be upset about a hostile environment that this guy's gonna walk into, and people booing, and the Islanders not putting a, I'm sure they're going to put up a video thing or whatever. No, but sure. we'll get to that. But <laughs> but like, you know, if 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 John Tavares is in a hostile environment, you can't give us like, oh, we the the hockey nostalgia where they're like, oh, we miss the barns of old where you know it's impossible to play at Fort Neverlose, <laughs> and then turn on Islander fans for <laughs> for getting mad at, at yeah. a guy who who who. Basic yeah. who walked out on them. He left. So, he left. He, he yeah. told us he loved us for two years, and then he just left. You know, and so that's why they're going to boo him. But we'll have to see what happens then. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, I also would have, uh, uh, you know, on top of canceling my Game Center Live account, I also would have probably canceled my athletic subscription. However, that said, Arthur Staple, our friend, is worth the price of admission. Uh, Justin Bourne too. Jonathan Willis, those are good guys. Um, I'm glad that my subscription money paid for Down Goes Brown to join the the, the masthead because they definitely needed more Leafs coverage. That's for sure. They didn't have enough guys covering <laughs> the Leafs, so I'm glad they added one more because you know it's just that extra that extra kick they really need. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just had to get that off my chest, and, and you know because it's been it's been like that, and I just I, I don't need to read it. I, I feel it's patronizing, like you said. I don't. It's not changing anybody's mind. They're not gonna. They're still gonna hate this guy. And that's it. And, you know, everybody's kind of kind of has to move on. And I guess that's our cue <laughs> to move on to the topic, the next topic of the current Islanders. Um, they're in the middle of training camp right now. They actually had a break. They had a pretty rough, you know, they had like four or five days in a row. I guess five straight days if you count the first day 
of uh, you know pictures and all that stuff. And um, they're one and two in their preseason games. Uh, they shut out the Flyers in Nassau Coliseum, which is pretty cool. Well, the quote unquote Philadelphia Flyers, the sort of Halloween costume Philadelphia Flyers, and then uh, some better Flyers uh, teams beat them. Uh, they lost five one the uh, the other night in Brooklyn. The Islanders did. Um, you know, it's preseason. You don't want to get too worked up about it. Um, but, uh, you know, Barry Trotz is, is the man in charge and he's been, he came out and was like, I didn't like the effort Tuesday night. They lost. We're pretty lackadaisical about it. Um, and you know, he, he's kind of trying to drill them into submission by working them hard. And, you know, if they're not doing things right in practice, go back and do it again. And it's funny to hear some of the older Islanders be like, yeah, we've never had that here before. And it's almost (laughs) like, wait, what? (laughs) Seriously? You've been here for six years. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I we talked over email before, uh, you know, coming up to this. And, and uh, I, you know, we wanted, I wanted to talk about the things that now, – now I feel like is the time we can talk about the things that we're excited to talk about and excited for com- the upcoming – before everything goes to hell, obviously. We mm-hmm. can talk about, like, what's exciting us about this upcoming season. And for me, number one, it's trots. Like, I'm, I'm really fascinated by how this guy works. I really hope this is a long-term thing, and he really ingraces, you know, ingratiates himself in the community, and they and they like him back. And he's yeah, not I hope he tells us he loves us. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully Lou doesn't pull like uh, Claude Julian or Robbie Fatoric on him because that would be unfair. But um, no, he seems like a good dude, and he seems like he's he's a coach, like he's a real for real hockey coach. You know, he tells people they're doing something wrong, and he's not all about. And, you know, now people are getting kind of up in arms because he started the fourth line at a game and he talks about heart and effort and winners, dude, these guys are coaches. Like this is what they do. Every coach is like this. We're not going to get a coach. that's not yeah. like this. Every, every coach. Yeah, if you expected like Barry Trotz to come in and be like, well, you know, Josh Hosang put up a 57% Corsi. So I'm going to, you know, put him in right. on the top line. It's not going to happen. He's going to tell us about compete, compete level and heart and yeah, character. Yeah. Just like any, just like every other coach in the league. It's like people that go into Marvel movies and like, ah, I didn't really get it. It's kind of, kind of ridiculous. It's like, yeah, it's based on a 40 year old comic book. Yeah. It's going to be a little ridiculous. People don't turn into green monsters when they get angry. Like it's just kind of ridiculous. So we just, I feel like we have to kind of just dial it back. Somebody made a comment the other day that, you know, we kind of need to, should we take a, make a pact to sort of dial it back and not get upset whenever he talks about winners or champions or anything like that, or, you know, bring in the heart and the grit. That's what they do. Um, but that being said, I mean, I'm I'm more excited about Barry Trotz than almost any other Islander not named Matthew Barzell <laughs> that's come along in a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, and he's got his whole staff. Mitch Korn finally joined a, a little bit later. And Lane Lambert joined him on the bench, too. And they got a whole bunch of, you know, they got a, a real staff now. It's actually kind of a lot of people. I mean, they brought in Jacques Lemaire, for God's yeah, sake. So. That, was, that was maybe my favorite part of the offseason was <laughs> the Jacques Lemaire sighting. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're all all due respect to Jack Lemaire, and I, and I don't mean this in a mean way at all. But I was, if I didn't know if Jack Lemaire was still alive, yeah. like to like like I if if he hadn't popped up and then whatever, I I wouldn't have gone on being unsure if I next time I heard his name. But just the fact that he's there and Lou's got his boys, it's mm. it's that, awesome. In that article I wrote about Lemaire being hired, I, I found out I didn't know how old he was, and he's ten years younger than Lamorello. But they look the same age, which is either great for Lou and bad for Jock or, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of a weird thing. But, yeah, he was there. And he was wearing an Islanders windbreaker and was, you know, checking out. He's a special special associate coach or something, special assignment coach. I don't know what that means, but just let him do it, man. Just yeah, it's, a, a job. it's <laughs> he's, the, crony, the cronies are here and, and I'm happy they're here, you know. Yeah. 
usually the cronyism is, is a four letter word on Long Island because, you know, it's basically right. what has ruined the franchise. And, um, but I like it when it's within the, the four walls of the team, right. especially when Lamarillo's, you know, at the, the head of the table. And mm. I was saying to you before, like it, it has a very like kind of mob feeling and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm buying in. I'm like, I, I don't care who, who like about right. the, the, the heart and the character <laughs> guys, like no quote, I'm, I'm just, I'm along for the ride. I think we all should be too. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So the other thing I was saying about trots is that there's a couple guys like beginning to back was one of them that it took it was like jarring to see him wear an islander jersey just because he was a, you know forever a shark right and, and 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 actually seeing him on the islanders and and chris osgood too like mm. you see these guys wearing the islander logo you're like damn i can't believe that mm. seeing these guys and trots yeah absolutely. seeing him seeing him in the islander windbreaker i was like what the hell it is very it's, weird yeah yeah lamorello too it's just weird that these guys are here after years and years and years of not being here it's, it's very weird um, but but good weird, you know. It's, it's oh great, great. weird, yeah, um. <laughs> yeah, and and it's great too because you know with the, the crisis that we are dealing with, um, you know, and and, and whatever happened with Lou in this offseason, we, we can you know touch on that later. But he, I would I'm very happy that this these you know choppy waters are being navigated by these two guys rather than uh, you know what's what's kind of been doing it in the past. Right. Well, it's it's funny. I was going to say when you brought up cronyism, like. You know, there's cronyism, but then when the cronies have like a collective 200 years of hockey experience, you're kind of okay with the cronyism. Like I'm okay when the crony is Jacques Lemaire because that guy's won more Stanley Cups than he can count. You know, I, yeah, mean, I feel like he's always he always wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he's just always on the right. staff of whatever team wins. Right? Yeah, he's just kind of there. Lou too. Like I mean, I'm I'm okay with Lou's cronies because Lou's cronies have accomplished something before. Uh, you know, whether it's it's uh, the scouting to David Conti or any of these other guys, like they've accomplished something. And okay, maybe that was a long time ago. But compare what they've accomplished to say, oh, I don't know, what Garth Snow accomplished in his career. Like, Garth was a pretty good goalie for a long time, but he went to the Stanley Cup final that one time with the Flyers where it was him and Ron, Ron Hextall. Garth Snow was a good goalie, and Garth Snow knows way, a hell of a lot more about hockey than I do, that's for sure. But like, what is what did they ever win? <laughs> you know, I mean, the same with with Doug Waite. I mean, the guy was a he was a winner. Like, but at the same time, you know, when he's the crony to somebody else, it just doesn't work out that way. And I just don't think his 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 experience and Snow's experience added up to a winning situation. Obviously, they didn't because the Islanders. Well, you know, that's another thing too. I don't know if this counts as like Tavares stuff, but again, in listening to our, our pot last podcast. Something I, I still can't get over, the thing that still drives me the craziest about and is the most unbelievable thing about the Tavares situation, but just the last couple of years as we've been doing this podcast. How the hell did the Islanders miss the playoffs the last two years in a row with, like, the Tavares contract being where it is? Like, how mm -hmm. did that happen? That is unbelievable to me. <laughs> like, this, yeah. Like, I mean, if I went back five years from now when they were like a 115-point team or 105-point team or whatever in that last year at Nassau Coliseum, I said, by the way, a year from now, they're going to miss the playoffs two years in a row and John Tavares is going to walk up. I'd be like, oh, come on. You're crazy. Nope. That's exactly what happened. It's crazy. It's unbelievable to me that that, that, that actually came to pass. Even in my most wildest nightmares, I never would have thought that was going to come to pass. But here we are. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that is really like almost impressively bad but. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially considering that 
this past season, the Islanders had the rookie of the year. Right. And John Tavares. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Anders Lee scored 78 goals. Yeah. Like, this is and that team. And then Jordan Everly. They had two yeah. all-stars. Josh Bailey was an all-star. Like, <laughs> how the hell did that happen? You know, when the year before, they lost, but they missed the playoffs by a point. Like, they were the, they were, they had the second best record or whatever in the league the second half of the year. And they fought, they fi- finally fired Jack Capuano, who, you know, again, no offense to Jack, his expiration date had long been past at that point. But, like, how did that, it's just crazy. Like, it's just, the, I mean, yeah, okay, teams missed the playoffs, but like to look at the exact circumstances is just mind-boggling. How the hell did that? I just I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, so you were telling me when when I you know mentioned like how how you know I want to talk about stuff that's that's possible and and you know we're looking forward to. You said to me that you're very excited for this season and you're almost kind of like already in love with this team. So I, I want to hear it. Like, what what is it about this team that has you so excited and so you know looking forward to this season? Yeah, I think you touched on it a little bit with with the trots thing and and just Lou and and how th- there's like a real kind of up, up guys upstairs feeling, which is nice. And um, but also like it is a new era. Like the Islanders are now there. There was this whole big, like I said before, like it was it wasn't shackles because you know when before Tavares left, it was he was on our team and we loved him, but now he's gone. So, but whatever it is, like there's a new era. If, if it has a very weird kind of I was saying like 2005, six, like the year after the lockout or the when to, and when Yashin and Pekka came, it's like, I don't know what to expect. Like you, there's, there's a hundred different roads the Islanders can go down. I mean, they could and quite possibly be like one of the worst teams in the league this season <laughs> or, you know, Barzal and Beauvillier and this like young core that's, that is starting to emerge the, and, and this kind of new take on, 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 the franchise itself and like the the direction of it and, and how things are going to be run could and just click and things could go right. The Islanders could surprise, you know, I, the, the two goal. Like mm-hmm. I, I actually have to admit that like, I, I I'm, I'm thrilled that the, I've been thrilled that the Islanders signed Robin Leonard. And, and at first, like it was like almost a little bit of like, kind of like a joking manner. Cause like, I, I, I think I called him a sociopath and the, uh, like when they first signed him and I, and I feel really bad about doing that now right. because of, you know, what's come to light, but just why I remember I used to watch Sabres games just to watch him freak out on people yeah. and in, in, in the blue paint. I'm like, this guy, I would love to play in front of this guy because he obviously cares about letting the puck in the net. So like having this guy on their team, he's got obviously got something to prove everyone on the, the whole roster has something to prove. You got Leo Komarov has come over and, and you know, whatever, he probably is going to be a black hole at five and five. But he's, you know, he, he knows that. He knows that people are doubting him. I just think there's there's something about this group that is is very different from what we've had. The expectations are very different because the expectations for the past two years have been like, hey, you guys better take a step forward because you, we have very good. We have we're in a great cap position. We have, you know, this guy who's very good and he's on an expiring contract. And now we got this young rookie coming in. And so like we failed those to meet those expectations. Now expectations are pretty low, <laughs> which is also a plus for me coming into the season, like, you know, going in, not, not expecting the Islanders to be great. Um, and, and just meeting those expectations and being a fun watch, like you were saying before, like just being able to watch a game and be fun is going to be different. And that's how I felt, you know, going into those other seasons, even though the Islanders were terrible the year after the lockout, but maybe it was just having them back and like a ton of new faces. It was nice. It was, it was like one of those two seasons, 
immediately after the lockout are some of my favorite memories as an Islander fan. They made they got a limited they made the playoffs one of those years and we're in the eighth seed. Like, <laughs> but that's that's where we're coming from, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm looking forward to about this bunch. I want to see how far this group can go, and if it's not going to be far, but whatever it is, like I'm, they're very rootable. Yeah. Like this team, like everyone on this team, top to bottom, like I'm rooting for them, and uh, and 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 there's a chip on the shoulder too, which I think. Uh, not just as, as the franchise or the fans, but like I think each individual player has one, which is going to be great. Yeah, I mean it's it's so it's a lot like what I was saying before about recalibrating. Like they're they're they have to recalibrate the franchise. I'm kind of recalibrating, you know, how I want to be a fan and and how you know how how I want to kind of go about this and, and look into you know what my expectations are. And so you're kind of looking at the recalibration as a, a rebirth and like you know now I'm going to I could fall in love with this team again because everything is new and we don't know where they're going to go basically. Right. Yeah. And and there's there's just like these all these scenarios in play and I, and I can't like I'm I'm really excited like every day I'm like I hate the preseason. I I <laughs> I hate it. I hate. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to watch any preseason games. We, I can we did promise a whole you that. Podcast about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 but yeah. I'm. I'll tell you what I'm doing this year that I didn't do last year is I'm reading about like you know like I know Kiefer Bellows is is kind of putting up numbers and Jan Kovash, which is who I'm very excited to see because I I love you know guys from the Eastern Bloc mm-hmm. and um like he he could turn heads like there's just like these these guys who i'm really excited to root for laner for sure like i'm i can't wait to watch these kind of dudes who are like an isle of misfits toys Mm. behind like the shining light of long island and matt barzal who is just turning into like like i cry every time i see him do a photo shoot like (laughs) tears of joy i'm just like weeping i'm like i can't I used to say it about about Tavares, but like now I'm thinking about Brazil. Like I can't believe the Islanders have this guy. Like yeah. who is who is like everything a superstar is. Like like he's got the look. He's got like kind of the swagger, and he's the confidence. Yeah, he's yeah the confidence, like, everything. And he's now leading this group, and and I think it's gonna be good for him. That like these guys, and and as as like cliche as it sounds, like having this group behind him is going to do wonders for his career. I think like having someone like. Um, you know, like the Johnny Boychucks and the Matt Martins of the world. Like, I think these guys are going to help him see, like, what it's like. You know, what what I don't want to say like a bad player looks like, but like, but like what 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 it could look like on a bad team if things go south, and what he's going to need to kind of do to his game to make sure that these guys don't drag down the uh, the Islanders. Yeah, that, if that makes any sense. No, that, that, I mean that's my my big thing with uh, with Trotz and why I'm so happy that Trotz is around because. I feel like you know they're they're going to be less prone to these long losing streaks. Like if you notice, coaches that that tend to keep their jobs aren't the ones that like end up with the ten game losing streaks that take up all of one month, which is something the Islanders have made sort of their trademark over the last few years. So hopefully they can get away with that uh, and not having that happen because Barry Trotz is there. Uh, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying, and and I I mean I agree with that. I in a way I agree with that. I'm a little bit put off by the I, I'm given anxiety uh, by where they could go um, and and you know what could possibly happen. I think there's um, you know they keep Cal Clutterbuck and Trotz and a bunch of other people have brought and Anders Lee have brought up Vegas and how nobody expected them to be any good and they made it all the way to the Cup final. I mean that would be weird for that to happen two years in a row. 
I don't think it's a it's a coincidence that they brought in Lucas Biza on a PTO who was on that Vegas team, uh, who was probably the worst defenseman they had. And and you talk about guys who have something to prove. I mean, the <laughs> camp is full of guys like that. I mean, Dennis yeah. Steinberg is here. I know. And I mean, like you said, I, it's not surprising. I, I wasn't. I wasn't even mad when they did it. I was. I was just waiting for that tweet. I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah. it's been a couple minutes and they haven't announced the Steinberg PTO yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. And and, yeah. and what I mean, is is it a good roster roof? No, but right. like, do you? Did you not think that was going to happen? No, of course Absolutely. Not. Yeah. Once you're course. in the system, once these guys have you in their system, you're in. Like they're, you're in until you retire. And even then you might come back. You know, it's always kind of like that. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, everybody, like you said, I agree with you. Every, everybody on this camp right now has something to prove, including the coach, which is ridiculous because he just won the Stanley Cup. And even yeah, I, keep saying, I, I keep saying that to myself, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Barry Trotz won the Stanley Cup like five months ago or whatever, yeah. three months ago. Even the GM who has three Stanley Cups has something to prove because he's 80 years old. And, like, you know, he just left a team that could be very good and took his team's best player, one of his best players. Um, you know, he's got something to prove. And it's a really weird situation. And, you know, as an Islander. It's very island. It's an Islander situation. It is. To me. Yeah. You it know, is. it's always like they've had this like whole. Their whole franchise is about proving people wrong. <laughs> like this is a team. This team doesn't make sense right. from from the second it was born. Right. You know, that's true. And And the funny thing is, like. You know, fans of a certain generation older than than you and I will look at that like, yeah, these guys have something to prove and remember what it was like to, you know, make the Stanley Cup final or make the conference final in their third year of existence or, you know, beat this team or beat the Canadians or be like, you know, kind of work their way up the ladder until they became choke artists and then eventually became Stanley Cup champions. For guys our age, we see an Islanders team with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove and we're like, they're going to screw this up. Somebody's going to get fired. Somebody's going to make a huge mess. Somebody's going to like, you know, Brock Nelson's going to go 18 games without a goal. Like it's just they're, the whole thing is going to fall apart because that's what we're used to. Yeah. And guys that are in their like 50s or 60s, they're used to, yeah, I've seen this team come in with a chip on their shoulder. And within, you know, eight years, they were the Stanley Cup champion. They were one of the best. Within three years, they were one of the best teams in the league. And then eight years later, they were cup champion. You and I are like, yeah, we've seen them come in with a chip on their shoulder and miss the playoffs by 17 points. So it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, but it, and still, it still feed us that rhetoric that you know, you know, right. oh well, they they competed hard for you. Yeah, the talent level wasn't there. It's a small market team, yeah. so you know this. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. it's given new meaning to to that to that saying with uh with who we have upstairs and yeah. behind the bench. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be. You know, to steal a phrase that I've also that journalists have also used, and I find also very patronizing, uh, it is going to be a little bit fascinating um, to see where things go, provided it doesn't go in the toilet immediately, which hopefully it won't. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Kovash. Uh, you know, he hasn't really shown a ton so far, um, but I think he's kind of feeling his way out. I definitely don't want to see Spisa or Seidenberg on the team. Yeah, no. One of them probably will be. Yeah, I, I think the fact that they're both there means that they're probably competing for a spot, and right. that's not good. No. Uh, the fact that they brought in, you know, Komarov and yeah. Thomas Thomas Kunakel and signed yeah. Ross Johnson for six years. I mean, there there's, there's <laughs> there is like a ton of concerns here, but like I'm trying my best to focus on the positives, and hopefully those like those guys won't block the. You know, the Bellows and the Hosangs of the world right. when the, if they're ready. Yeah, Hosang's got his own thing. I don't even want to get into Hosang because he's got a whole thing going on. I like how he took a personal day and everybody assumed there was like some sort of grand conspiracy. I mean, I just – oh, this is – and this is the other reason I left Twitter 
that Twitter account behind is because I, I can't deal with like the minute by minute or hour by hour manufactured idiotic drama of hockey Twitter anymore. I just can't do it. Like just because Josh Hosang has a personal day doesn't mean that we need to hear about it for a day and a half about all this stuff that, you know, could have happened. Why did they let him do this? Who, uh, you know, it's camp. Why is he in camp? Why is he, why, who, who takes a personal day in the middle of training camp? Who the hell knows? Maybe his dog died. Maybe his, his dad had to get surgery and he had to pick him up from the hospital. Like, I mean, who, maybe he had a, he was having the cable guy come and they didn't show up on time because that's what cable guys do. And he got stuck waiting and he couldn't make it to practice. Like who knows? Who cares? Like, it's just, it's such a non, it's such nonsense. I just, I, you know, I just want this guy to play and, as some as people have mentioned in the comments, like he oftentimes kind of leads the stuff on to himself by taking thing, doing things like taking personal days. But at the same time, like I really, I'm just I'm just over like the constant minutia of everything being a huge controversy. Where's the third jersey? When are we going to see it? Why did Trot say this? Why did Lamorello say that? What you know? Why is Komarov here? Was it just the team is is what it is? And I, you know, I hate that phrase, but. Like, this is the team going forward. And like you said, they're either going to sink or swim the way they are. And, you know, kind of getting into the minutia of it is not something I'm really looking forward to doing. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure it'll happen. But, you know, right now I just kind of want to see them play and see what yeah. happens and, and see where it goes. And, yeah, some of these guys are going to be huge mistakes. Um, I, I, you know, this is this is going to sound really dumb and people are going to get mad. But I love that Matt Martin is here. I really – I, I it just – it's yeah. like – it's like if you go to a party – and you, it's like a bunch of people you don't know or you start working. You know, and then you see a guy you know or a person you know. And you, you all of a sudden feel a lot better. Like, oh, thank God. This guy's <laughs> here. And now I feel like a lot more relaxed. He's here. That's kind of the way I feel about Matt Martin. And look, I get it. Like, he's on, on the ice. He's not the most effective guy in the world. He's easily replaceable. He's not going to score a lot of goals. He's going to probably cause more goals against than he will score. But, I mean, this is just a good dude. And he loves being here. And, you know, we talked about a guy who didn't really want to be here, who, you know, passed on, the, you know, decided that the nine years he spent here, quote unquote, growing up, weren't as, you know, important as the place he actually grew up. So and this is a guy who loves it here. I mean, his wife is from here. His father-in-law is from here. He's, his friggin camp is still here. Even after he signed with the Leafs, his hockey camp is still happening on Long Island. He started, you know, the, the charity night, the card game is still here. And so. This guy wants to be here, and I'm glad he's here. I'm happy, and you know, again, I'm, I don't. If he's not doesn't play every game, I'm not going to be too sad about it. But I just like that he's here, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I could I couldn't agree more. And and sure, like like you said, you put it perfectly. He's not going to be a you know positive play. Like <laughs> he's not he's not going to. And no. That doesn't matter. I mean, I don't think he's you know he's hopefully trot. Like another thing to remember about Barry Trotz and these guys that Lamarillo's brought in. And I was, I was talking about this today with Carrie Haber, who does a really good job yes. and is, is like one of the best people to follow on Twitter is for Islanders fans, is that Barry Trotz just won a Stanley Cup playing Brooks Orpik and Jay Beagle, like <laughs> an absurd amount. Right. His system works. Like it, 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 no matter, like the guy, he, he made Nashville into what it is today. Hmm. He turned the Capitals into a Stanley Cup winner with some, some questionable pieces. He's got a lot a bit a, 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 his talent level on this Islanders roster is nowhere near what the Capitals had, but he obviously has something that he does better than basically any other coach in the league. Mm. And whether Matt Martin plays 
11 minutes a game or 13 minutes a game is not going to make or break whether or not the Islanders, you know, win the Stanley Cup. Right. And what he's going to bring, and, and and it's a cliche too, but what he's going to bring to like the community and to the Islanders franchise, hmm. what he brings back is is worth more than than the minute and a half he he puts on the ice to at least in my eyes. So yeah, no, I agree. I'm thrilled he's back too. Yeah, I agree. And and also it kind of got lost in the shuffle, but Thomas Hickey is a guy. He might be one of my favorite guys. Oh yeah, he's you know, one that, of my top three favorite guys on the team right now. And, that was really great. You know, it was just. Uh, you know, we should also talk about Cal- losing Calvin DeHaan because I think that's going to yeah. – that really sucked. But uh, and what, and a complete, obviously, different situation. And I'm happy he landed on the Hurricanes who I think are a great bet to win the Stanley Cup at 80-1, to 1, just <laughs> value-wise. Um, the – like Hickey and DeHaan, these guys were just happy to, you know, be on a professional hockey team. And the Islanders were having to be that team. Right. And they showed and they showed it. And, and Hickey, like – Come on, like that. It doesn't get better than Thomas Hickey. It does. <laughs> he's it. so smart and he's so well spoken, and he's just he's just seems like a good dude to talk to. And he's easily going to be a coach or a commentator or something. <laughs> like I just like hearing him talk. Like he just seems like he's just knows his stuff, and he's he's not going to BS you, and he's not going to you know sugarcoat anything. But at the same time, he he knows he's the only guy who ever has done an intermission interview with Shannon Hogan and actually said something that was interesting. Everybody else is like all about working hard and playing the system and blah, blah, blah. And he actually talks about stuff and like, you almost feel like he wants to keep on talking, but he's got to get back to the locker room to like, I don't know, rest or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm really glad he's there. Um, one thing I will quibble real quick. I don't know, man, Carolina, I, I feel like having lived through the Doug Waite experience and having this all time great player who was super likable and such a hard worker and such a good player, uh, take over as coach and then to watch the whole thing just circle the drain and, and get pooped into the sewer. I really hope that doesn't happen to our friends in Carolina. I have good friends who are Hurricanes fans. I hope Rod Brindamore is a better coach than Doug Waite, but like, isn't it kind of the same thing? Like, he's been the assistant coach for a long time. It could be, yeah. He's like, you know, he was that tough, he was a tough player, but he could score goals and he was a winner. I mean, they won the Stanley Cup on the same team and I'm, I'm just getting the same vibe from and also like you know the the owner is kind of like yeah we we want the right coach for our team and oh look he's the guy who's already on the payroll like that guy you know so which is another <laughs> yeah no it's Islanders it's move. it's like a, every year there's like a drawstring on my back where I'm like oh yeah I talk myself into the Hurricanes yeah, you know doing it and, and a lot of yeah a lot of people do it yeah obviously yeah. and but I uh, you know yeah that's it and and that you know that that's kind of like leads into like a little bit of a division stuff and the, the metro is. Ugh. Like the the central division is going to, I mean, not the central, the Atlantic, is is like going to be an absolute gauntlet. And the, I'm rooting for. Like, I was really hoping Eric Carlson landed on the the, the Lightning because I just, you know, <laughs> I want. Yeah. We don't want we don't want another team in that division to <laughs> to win. We want to make life very hard on them. As, um, as Dom put it, you know, we could always be thankful we're not Senators fans because it's it's been pretty bad out there. Like it's bad. Yeah. It's been bad for us. But man, what's happening right now in Ottawa is not pretty. You know, it's so funny. Someone said that to me a couple of days ago. I was like, you know what though? They made the Stanley Cup. They sorry, not Stanley Cup, but they they made the yeah. Eastern Conference Final game seven, hmm. like two seasons ago. Yeah. Just, a, I mean, that's how far they've dropped. But at the same time, like, hmm. my God, yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I was in the Eastern Conference Final. I've never been there. I know. Yeah, no, that would be, that would be something <laughs> completely. Yeah, I mean. You know, again, well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, hopefully, you all have been reading our uh, great twenty questions uh, series, which has been going on, uh, which was spearheaded by Noel, uh, and uh, some of the responses have been great. 
Uh, we've tackled a lot of really interesting questions. Uh, you know, I, 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 we all volunteered for some, and you bet I was the first one to volunteer for that Barclays Nassau Coliseum question because I always have things to say about that situation. But um, we got our final one coming up tomorrow, and, and we tackled this very question about, you know, whether or not the Islanders can make the playoffs. And as, as, in, as much as I want to be enthusiastic and I want to believe, yeah, man, anything is possible. Chip on the shoulder. Let's do this. Um, this is just a brutal, brutal division. And aside from the Rangers – who have essentially already mailed in the season anyway, and who, but who aren't going to be a tough out, that, that being said, although they probably won't make the playoffs, this is just an insanely hard division. I mean, who, you know, I, I feel like the Devils might take a step backwards, but who's to say they will or won't? I mean, the Flyers are always good. Even when they're bad, they're good, which is a kind of a weird thing to say. And then yeah. the Hurricanes, that's my feeling on the Hurricanes, but certainly I'm in the minority because, I mean, they might be good. Maybe Rod Brindamore is the right coach for them. Who knows? And he finally, you know, turns them into something. And then you got the penguins and capitals and, and that's, and blue jackets and they're all really good. So. Right. And the, and the problem is that, you know, let's just say the things click, the Islanders make a run like the devils did last year. Right. Most likely they will finish in, in like, yeah. This, yeah. And they'll have to go over to the other bracket, yeah. which, which honestly I would much rather not make the playoffs and have to deal with the possibility. <laughs> right. Of what happened. I mean, and, and it could be, you know, this, the coolest thing ever if, if the result goes right. And this is getting way ahead of yourself. But like, that's, that's the, like the, the, the mountain ahead of the Islanders to, to, to succeed and, and do something special this season is just way too high to go into the season and say that you think that they can do it. Yeah. It's, which it's, is, yeah. like I was saying, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to go in <laughs> and be like, you know, I got Mike Sillinger and, and yeah. Andy Hilbert on my team. So who, who knows what's going to happen? Like, yeah. you know, if they do well, like that'll be great. It'll make it even better, you know, than, than it's ex- just fulfilling, ex- exceeding expectations is much better than fulfilling expectations. And that's, that's kind of where we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering that for the last nine years, they have failed miserably in their expectations. <laughs> Every expectation was failed miserably. You know, we expected them to be good in the first couple of years and they weren't. And then when they finally were good, we expected them to stay good and they didn't. So, um, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, you know, to go in with no expectations is, and, and, you know, set them kind of as you go might, might be better, might be more fun as opposed to being like, yeah, yeah. man, they got to win this year and then not win. So. And we have, and we, and you know, we're, we're just kind of in the, as fans, we're always in this situation where in, you're, in, you know, just in the bus, and we have great uh, someone great driving the bus. We have a bunch of guys that like on the bus that we want to be with. It's 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 going to be fine. I, I until the until they actually play, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, that's that's good. To, uh, what is it? October fourth, or yeah, I guess October fourth. Yeah, and and Carolina. I think they put do, then and then I think the do, is it the next night that they play the Predators. I think so. They, they always That's, have these stupid schedules. Yeah. yeah. They play a lot of Western Conference teams early, which they've kind of done the last like three or four years in a row. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Eric Hornick has that already queued up. But uh, yeah. But then, you know, what's funny is they always have a good record against the West. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to make out of it. It's again, like I think I think your philosophy is probably the right one, which is to go in with no expectations and just see what happens. And I'm so used to setting expectations. I'm so used to being like, mm-hmm. well, this is what I think needs to happen or this is what I want to have happen. I don't know what those things are now. And yeah. I need to recalibrate myself. And, and I, I kind of feel like the team a little bit has kind of been invalidated. Like they've just, you know, now that that Tavares has been extracted, like the league has no use for the Islanders anymore. And it's, it's only a matter of time before the, you know, 
the Matthew Barzell hostage rescue uh, situation gets yeah. going. And you got to get him to Vancouver. Canucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, once the Canucks start getting good or none of that will happen. But, you know, it's just a matter of time before that starts. And so they've kind of been – the Islanders have kind of been invalidated. Like everybody's written them off. Obviously nobody's going to – like we just said, nobody, nobody is going to pick them to win the make the playoffs or even do anything. So, you know, I guess, yeah, you're right. Just kind of go in with an open mind and, and it's like, uh, see what happens. In like the mid, in the mid two thousand, like the mid aughts, like I, there was maybe two websites that covered hockey, and then like ESPN would run one article a year, and it's by John Bucigross, who, who I think is just a, a parody of himself at this point. But he <laughs> he used to write a you know a season preview every year, and I used to make me so happy because I would scroll down very slowly from the headline because he'd rank the teams in the Eastern Conference fifteen to one, mm. and I would scroll past the headline. And I'd scroll the picture, and there would be the Islanders at 15 every year. Like, and, and 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 I just remember being every year being like, maybe this is the year they're like ninth. Yeah. And and yeah. Th- that's how I feel like this year too. Like I'm scrolling down, and I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting yeah. to see where everyone has them, and I'm hoping they're going to be, you know, better than when what everyone says they are again. And and if if they are, that's awesome. Like the Islanders, if the Islanders even compete for a playoff spot this year, and and mm-hmm. you know, pick up a couple like. Sign, like signature wins along the way, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be thrilled. Yeah. I mean, I think if they can be in every game, I would be thrilled, you know, and to not leave points on the table and just yeah. be like, yeah, well, you know, they, they could have had that. They, everything was in, you know, the, the kind of signature, again, the signature loss of the Islanders is like the, the team coming in on the back-to-back, the West Coast team coming in and having just played in New Jersey or the Garden or Boston or whatever, and the Islanders have been off for three days, and it's like, yeah, man, this is it. They're coming in on a back-to-back. The Islanders are home. This will be a piece of cake. And then they lose 6-1, to one, you know, and it's like, dude, what the yep. – <laughs> what, what just happened? What, why is this happening? Hopefully they can eliminate those those kinds of losses or, like I said, the 10-game the ten game losing streaks, eliminate those or, you know, the, the they're, they're – tied with 30 seconds to go and then they lose kind of that that, that was the the theme a couple of years ago and it was just like seriously didn't they lose like six or seven games in a row where they they had a lead with a minute and a half to yeah. go and then lost the yeah then they shot. had the that like that, that wonderful stint where they let a, the, a goal on the first shot of the game yeah. every <laughs> yeah let's let's like stay away from trends like that it's like yeah. hey, you know what again it's hockey like you're going to lose sometimes and it's okay. Like it's okay to, you know, sometimes two teams play and somebody, some other team has to win. It just happens. But like, it's the wanna, way that happens that drives you crazy. And hopefully there's one silver lining about this whole thing is that there's one place in the universe where it's not okay to ever lose a hockey game. And that's where John Tavares now plays. So <laughs> I cannot wait to see if I hope nothing would make me happier than see that guy. And, and we, I already broke our promise of not bringing Tavares out of left field, but oh, at 11, but yeah, just like an eleven game scoreless drought to start the season would that would be enough. Like I would be like, all right, good, the season's over for me. Yeah. The Islanders won the Stanley Cup. I mean, don't don't worry about bringing him up because if John Tavares has taught us anything, it's that words really don't matter. So that's that's the important <laughs> yeah. thing. The important thing. I think we. Should, I think that's a good place to end anyway. So like, hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully, you know, again, we can go into the season with without any expectations. I think that's probably the best thing to do. And, yeah. and see where it goes and. And also hope that, you know, the Leafs lose a lot of games. That's about it. Uh, and uh, we will move <laughs> on at some point. So um, thank you very much, everybody, for coming back with us. Uh, again, we're going weekly. So hope you enjoy the ride. Hopefully we don't, we don't wear out our welcomes. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, you'll see us um, at least once a week, uh, usually Wednesday night. 
uh, Thursday morning if you'd like to listen on the, on the site. Uh, on the days where the weeks where the Islanders play on Wednesdays, we'll we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll either post it beforehand or just throw the thing up, and we'll see what we can slide us in. And um, yeah, that's about it. Um, Mike, uh, you're still at the same Twitter account. Why don't you tell everybody what the, what that is again? That's uh, the Big Lebowski with uh, two E's. The Big Lebowski with two E's. You should follow Mike there. Uh, you should read his work at the Action Network, actionnetwork.com, right? Yeah, yeah. Action Network. Yeah, we are. We'll have some hockey stuff going up, but if you if you do like to have a flutter on the games, it's uh it's a lot of fun just to to read the site and and yeah. there's a lot of really smart people. They, I was gonna say they got a really good crew there, so you should check out actionnetwork.com. You should always read Lighthouse Hockey every day for your most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion. And we will see you next week. And I'm going to have to remember to say that. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.